You've found it, and we are ready to rise with you. Rise with Sid McNary. This podcast is an extension of the Art of Peaceful Living movement. Get ready to enjoy, be empowered, and elevate your life as we rise together. Grab your beverage of choice. No matter where you are, the time is now. Here he is, your leader for a better today. Rise with Sid McNary. It's time we start living your dream. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. I'm Nola Norton, and today I'm in conversation with shaman, master yogi, promoter of peace in politics, and leader of the movement, Rise, Sydney McNary. Thanks for con- coming, Sydney. Oh, it's my pleasure, and thank you for once again leading and taking over. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast takeover. <laughs> um... So yes, before we get into the the second in your series of four vision quests, um, I'd love to know more about the RISE movement. Well, RISE is about real impact supports everyone. And Um, to me, it's time for us to see how we are impacting everyone. And we can choose to do that in a way that helps promote peace in people's lives, or we can continue to move the way many people are creating war and the war is actually inside of each and every person so finding that level of peace inside creates a rise that real impact supports everyone i love that and so we all have our own energy aura um and we just have to make sure it's good energy and and yeah yeah for sure for sure Okay, that's fantastic. Thanks for letting me know about that. So, so the second vision quest, um, if, if we just, could just go, so how did, what led up to you wanting to do another one? I think it was much sooner than normally from well, your first one. The first one, the first one was really quick. You know, it was June and I went out in September. The second one, because I had done it, and I did it so fast, I was like, oh, of course I'll go in a year <laughs> because I had time, you know? So so that was the first thought. And uh, my first vision quest, I went in with the intention of creating, opening up the ability to hear, speak, see, and feel from my heart, everything happening from my heart space. And I felt like that had happened, so then my ego wanted to dance a bit. And so I, I wanted to become God realized, not really knowing what that meant. I knew I wanted to reach my highest possibility and little did I know what would come from that request. Yet I wanted to reach that. And your, your, your native grandmother, did she try to maybe slow you down on that or did she support you? She supported me. I mean, I think she already could recognize that, okay, this guy moves really fast. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I ran before I walked, but that was kind of, I stumbled into it and took off, you know? So that's, uh, that's kind of my nature. And so she knew that, okay, he wants to go and he's going to go. So I'm, I'm going to be here to support him. And, and uh, she walked me through and I couldn't have had a better guide. I know that to mm-hmm. put me out and to help me see and, and nurtured me to keep going, you know, and, and uh, you know, after the second one, we'll get into the third yet. I, after it, after the second one, it, I was like, Oh, it's time to slow down. I, it took mm-hmm. a lot to prepare for that year to, to uh, juggle life with all the lessons I had gotten from the first vision quest and to Mm -hmm. let them begin to settle into me and open up because it's a seven year process. Once you go out on vision quest, it takes seven years, seven to 10 years for all those things to integrate into your being. And so for Mm -hmm. me, it was like, okay, I'm ready. And little did I know that what I was requesting was going to be a big ask. Wow. Yeah. So, 
So what what did you learn from your first one that you brought into um, going forward? And then how do you prepare for that before you even get there? Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, what, what the lessons I really got from the first one, accessing my heart meant coming out of my head. So mm -hmm. learning how to let go of needing to be so masculine in my in my expression so power-based right of right. wanting everything to happen the way i wanted it and then i it there was a lot that had to evolve over the next 10 years i don't want to say i necessarily got them all in seven but over the next 10 years evolving to be more patient evolving evolving to be uh, just reflective before letting someone know what I'm thinking or all those things. And, and that looked like shifting my relationships and, and knowing that the only reason my relationships were the way they were, the way they were was because I was in them. That's it. <laughs> you know, like I had to really get clear with that for sure. Wow. So, so all of this really impacts your, your real life, life. Um, yeah, you know, sure. you, you actually, you know, if you get a message that you're not with the right person or you're not in the right business or job, you, you literally have to cut your ties with that. That's how deeply you feel it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it was like that for me. Um, I began to have to see, all right, is this happening in my heart or, my or do I have to think about it? Because mm. when my heart would speak, it was just clear. It was just direct. Like I like to think of it when the voice speaks from my heart, it's a whisper. When it's coming from my head, it's almost yelling at you. Like, do this now. It's, it's, it's just chaotic. And, and so learning how to go in and say, okay, where am I right now? What, what am I looking at? Uh, am I looking from truth or am I making it something else? You know, is this the mm. truth how I see it for real, undeniable? I look at a tree and I, it's a tree. And, and if I'm in a certain place in time, I may walk up to the tree and realize, it's, oh, it's just a sign or it's a broom or Okay, so am I really seeing it fully? And that was how my life was shaping. So when I was preparing to go the second time and mm -hmm. it then became, okay, I'm asking to be realized. So in, in the end, what I got and what was coming through all the moments was to realize God is to, and to be God realized is to see the truth to see God in everything that I was seeing, you know? And so it, it opened up so many things that, that would continue to evolve for sure. What is God to you? Uh, I use God, the name, it's just a word. It's still God, even if I don't call it God. Right. Like that's the God that I know. My God is too big for one religion. It's too big for one earth. It may be too big for one universe. There may be multiple universes for all I know. I don't really know. I haven't gone to the edge of the universe yet, at least not in this remembrance. And so God mm -hmm. to me is the one that created me. It's the one that created everything else too. It's the mm -hmm. one that was the beginning. It will always be in the beginning, middle, and end. It always was, forever will be, will exist now. I mean, it's just, it's the end all tell all. It, it is there even when no one else is looking. It's still there. It's just God. It's, mm -hmm. it's the essence that began everything. It's the creator. When I, when I really get down to it, when I'm meditating, I don't call God, I call the creator, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, it's the thing that just occupies space, time, and form, always was, is, and will be. Prime source, the great mystery, the great spirit, the, 
the everlasting, the holiest of spirits. It's all those things. It's mm-hmm. all those things because it was those things before those things ever came into to existence. So in many ways, people are like, people sometimes when I say this, some people struggle with this. God is nothing, which then gave birth to everything. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty big because you, <laughs> Yeah. Well, you often talk about all things being one thing. Yes. Did that come from your your shamanic roots or, or, or practices, or it's just a part of you that your philosophy? I came up, it is my philosophy, and it came through to me from ancient wisdom. Mm-hmm. Not not something I, I read about. Uh, once I shared it with someone and I was guiding them to it, they were like, have you ever heard of this? And I was like, no. And what they were talking about was Ra and the law of one. Because um, I was explaining, look, man, this is, this is what's coming to me t- to help you understand. One plus one equals one. <clears throat> two plus two <clears throat> equals one. A million plus a million still equals one. We, I think mathematicians kind of got that wrong. <laughs> there's no calculator for it (laughs) no you can't like it's it's uh when the one we like if i look into my hand i have one hand multiple fingers and it's still one hand it's still one body it's still one earth it's still Mm -hmm. one galaxy it's still one universe on and on and on which all came from the thing that started, it's still it. It's all one. Can't be divided. Can't, is it multiplied? No, it's still the one, even though it multiplies within itself. It's still the one. No matter how I look at it, it all goes back to the one. And the further it gets away, the more we believe that separation is possible, yet separation is not possible we are always connected and that's probably one of the greatest lies ever told is separation and is this all part of your meditation and your you know the procedure you go through i mean i'm not talking like where wear your stinky socks for your every football final or whatever but is is there is there a procedure and ritual that you go through that starts a few days before and and then um leads up to day one of of the actual quest vision quest uh well the procedures are there are procedures you know you you have to do your meditations you have to do your prayers and and uh and you set up what it did for me the procedures so to say uh, Mm. what it did for me was it caused me to to one, access my discipline from sports more, to get in alignment every time, to make it more intentional when I would pray in order for things to move in the direction of what I was praying for. Every time I'd pray, it was, all right, you know, you've got the, the, when you're doing vision quests, kind of, you start in the West because the West is about looking within yourself. So I wanted to go, all my prayers when I was doing prayers around the West were about looking within myself when I got to the North, which is um, learning the lessons and living the lessons. All my prayers came around that when I was in the North, but they were all still going back to being God realized. When I was in the East, it was about the visions of the things to come. And I wanted to realize it from a God perspective, the, the South of seeing your reflection in all things. I wanted to realize that from being God realized. And so that kept challenging me and I had to get okay with, all right, what's happening in the world. And it's still part of the one. It's still, you know, like it's, it's still, uh, then when things appeared that I didn't even know were there, Mm -hmm. I had to be okay with it. That's realizing it. You can't take away things. And so it was, it was an awesome uh, journey to self-realization 
and the realization of so much more than myself. See, before you go, before you, a few days before, do you start noticing things that are different around the thing? I know hawks are important um, for you. Do you start noticing things around you that everything seems to be coming towards the fact that you're heading off now for your quest? Oh, you yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the first time it was, as I got nervous, the people around me got nervous, right? So then it was like, all right, here's the second time. How much do I want to let those old lessons go into this new moment? And which mm -hmm. meant, okay, I have to release my nerves so everybody around me is not getting nervous. Then everybody started getting okay with it. I had, mm -hmm. uh, as in this instance of wanting to realize God, I began mm -hmm. to see things that I didn't know were there. Now, fortunately wow. for me, when mm -hmm. I began to see ships and saucers and things that were just like, whoa, did that really happen? I could look at, I'd have per, uh, my partner at the time was in the car. The first time I saw a ship pull up to the car, and I looked at her and she was like, I was like, let's go chase it. She was like, oh no, we can't do that. And I knew it was, that became real because now it was verified, right? Yes. It wasn't just in my head or uh, we came back from dinner one time and and ship pulled up over us. So I called my boys back before they got in the house because they jumped out of the car fast to go in the house. And I was like, wow. come back, I need you to look at this. And one of them freaked out. Mm -hmm. you know and like you would what that <laughs> like you would well I didn't. <laughs> so yeah you know now I didn't on some levels right like internally that's why they did mm -hmm. uh, but it wasn't an outward freak out like he had you, you shouldn't show me this I just want to be 15 I just want to play football I don't want to know about life I was like <laughs> okay well this is me realizing life regardless of what he wanted um, so those kind of things that I don't even need anybody, no one has to verify it for me anymore. You know, no one has to believe me. It's okay. If you don't, if you don't believe me enough, you'll find out too. <laughs> if, and I, I actually like it when people are like, I don't want to believe you. Okay, good. Don't question it. Question hard enough. You're going to find out. You're going to find out what's real or not. And so I love that. I, I think that's a big part of seeking the truth. Like to seek the truth, that means you have to question when you're not sure if it's the truth or not. And I challenge people all the time. Like, don't just believe me. I don't want you to just believe me. That, that becomes this mythical thing that people go and drink Kool-Aid about. I don't want that responsibility for anybody else. I am Sid and I'm living my life. Please question what I'm saying so that we can all get to the truth. Because if for some reason I'm in the dark, I want to know, don't leave me out here. Like, don't leave me out there like that. So, so that, was, um, that was huge on that second vision quest to be able to look at things like that and, and watch them grow, you know, uh, to express in that way. Right, because you've spoken about orbs appearing as well. Um, what are all these and why are they here and why are they showing themselves to you and, and presumably others, but you know. Well, I think people are, those that are seeking it, it will be revealed. If, you, if someone isn't seeking it, they, it won't be revealed. Someone will hear this podcast later and they will have an opportunity to accept or push it, push it away. Push it away, you won't see it. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that accept it and ask that's all that's all that really has to be done and it will start showing up it will start revealing itself especially for me i was at peace with it so revealing to me wasn't going to be more chaos in the universe it was just like oh you're here okay you've arrived you you figured it out this is this is where it is for you and for me i i, I was that's what i was seeking i was seeking to know Everything for me, everything, and people can challenge this. Everything comes from a thought. 
one person actually tried to challenge that once and said, so what about the baby that's not thinking? You're thinking about the baby. Baby didn't need that. You're thinking about the baby being a baby. So it is a baby. Otherwise, mm -hmm. it could just be a lump in the mom. Yet mm -hmm. the thoughts are the birthing place of everything in reality. Do you think these things, um, sorry to get off piece a bit, but do, do you think these things, um, I don't know what to call them, like beings or events, appear to people who they feel can take it and don't appear to the non-believers anyway because they're not ready? I mean, do you think they choose who they're appearing to? Definitely. Definitely. They I think it's it's revealed because someone is asking and is ready. And if they aren't, they blissfully in the dark. <laughs> and that's okay, you know. Uh, okay. And, and now so many people have begun to ask that Congress and all these different places are saying, yeah, we are, we, we know about this. Enough of you are asking, so here it is. Um, mm -hmm. And some people still, I mean, I, I can look up in the sky and see a bald eagle and, and so many people don't see it mm. because they're not mm. even, they're not even one, they're, a lot of them aren't even looking up. They're not looking for it. I don't ask to see a bald eagle or, an e or a hawk or a golden mm. eagle or these things, I, I hear it. There's something to it. It's, it's not like it's saying, hey, Sid, get it. It is saying, hey, Sid, there's a vibration that causes me to look. I could be teaching a yoga class with 400 people in the room. And when someone's not in the same posture as everybody else, I hear it. I look and then I say, ah, you're off. This is what you should be doing. You know, right. so it all a lot of it goes back to listening for me. Uh, and that listening gives me an opportunity to hear the creator to become God realized. Okay. Okay, so we're on our way to where 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 is the vision quest? Where is it in uh, in America that you go to? In the Poconos, uh, right. New Lenox, Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah, on my grandmom's property called Turtle Acres. Okay, and she gave you your given name, didn't she? He who brings peace. Yes. Yeah, but that's on the next vision quest. <laughs> <laughs> It's 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 a crown on your head, really. It's that's amazing, and so um, so when you when you get there, what's the procedure? I know there's a a thing around a fire the night before that kind of thing. What's what? Well, I think so we outsiders goes, are just being nosy. You know, I think we're yeah, just no, no, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I, I want people to know. So when you first get there, uh, to once after. After the first vision quest, then I, I started being more easier about staying out of the rushing. So I showed up the night before. So then right. on the morning of, you wake up. Uh, you, well, actually, I did this the day before I got there and went across the lake, made sure my space was organized, meaning mm -hmm. that the place I would be spending my time in was there was no debris. It was kind of cleaned up enough to, to walk, especially I like to walk with my shoes off and walk around yeah. and move around and all those things. And, and uh, so I did that, making sure that there was a place to tie up the prayer ties. And, and, and the more I prepared beforehand, the easier and the smoother it would go when I was out. Right. So, so then after we're all set and we've, set up the fire it's not lit yet we've made sure that the that the sweat lodge is ready uh and then we just sit around and all right everybody knows it's about to happen and everybody's just kind of having a good time and and then the next Are a few one, people doing this or is it all just pointed at the one person at a time my first vision quest was me and one other person my second vision quest was me and two other people uh, yeah so typically there's there's there used to be a lot a lot more people that were involved but uh mm -hmm. typically there's a few people 
but and I can't you can't see them. You you're totally in different parts. Uh, yeah. When people quit early, I had no clue. I thought everybody was still out, things like that. So uh, once we go to sleep and wake up the next day, then it's like, okay, you get one more meal. You know, you get your last supper. <laughs> uh, you take care of all, all your bodily needs that you can. And then, uh, yeah, you sit and observe. You wait for the fire to heat up because it's got to heat up to get the stones hot for the sweat lodge, which takes somewhere around four hours or so. So what's and a sweat lodge? Sorry for interrupting. No, that's okay. A sweat lodge is, it's like going back in the womb. Like you, you build a shelter uh, that's like an igloo of sorts uh, made out of deer skin and blankets and things like that. And it is completely dark. You put your hand in front of you, you can't see it. You know, so it's completely dark. Uh, and then you bring in all the different deals and set everything up. And, and then you have the fire, the father, the fire is representing the masculine energy, the, the womb, the lodge is representing the feminine. And there's a spirit path in between. And so the stones that you bring in seven stones at a time, uh, and you do that four rounds. And, and so it, it can last anywhere from two hours to four hours, depending on the pour and all those things. And, and so, uh, yeah, grandma would set up a new earth because that's what you're doing. You're going out and you're setting a new foundation of yourself. And she would do that and talk and, and present everything. And, and then, uh, then the stones are brought in and, and the door closes and it is dark and it is hot and you are sweating. <laughs> uh, and you are releasing things that hold you back uh, as well as exchanging energy with everybody else. So it's, it's really important to know who's in, in the lodge with you. Uh, yeah. because you. You are absorbing them. They are absorbing you. And it's, it's, uh, it's an exchange in so many ways in, in that way. And um, so you do a sweat lodge before you go out. And then when you're done, you do a sweat lodge when you come back. So it's a kind of cleansing, yeah. detoxing. Yeah, for sure. Cleansing, getting prepared, setting prayers, uh, getting everybody ready for the time to come. Because it's not just the people that go out, go through the ceremony. And the people that stay in and are holding space, they're going through their own ceremony too. If you're just around, you're going through a ceremony. Right. Were you pinched here in this one or was that the third one? The third one. No, they, they, they didn't come, but this time they were, I mean, I had made it home safely. So this time they were like, all right, yeah, this, we support you. <laughs> you know, we know what this is about. You, you're coming home safely. That's what this is about. Uh, yeah. You know, so it was great that way. Like, to have that level of support, even though they didn't really know. Cause like my dad was like, Hey, um, a couple nights before he's the weekend before he's like, Hey, we're going to throw a little send off party for you. And my dad had made nothing but meat. And yet that's part of what you give up for the last month. You give up all the meat. <laughs> and so I was like, my kids were like, he didn't make this for you. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't know. Don't tell, don't tell. They just wanted a barbecue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was it was funny. And we, it, you know, my kids got a good laugh out of laugh out of it. Uh he didn't know. And that's great. I just felt great that he cared enough to uh yeah. To hold that space for sure. Okay, so the sweat lodge. Do you do you just sort of go through it and find your own time to come out? Or does a bell ring? Or no, there's Lodge Poor, which was my grandma. Uh, she was pouring the lodge, so she lets everybody know when the door is going to open and when the door closes. When the door opens, you don't get to leave; you stay in there. It's just the door opens in order to release any of the energies that have come up that need to go out, and then they're bringing in more stones, and then you're in it for the next round. Uh, and then the third round is a silent round. And then the fourth round is 
is, uh, well, no, the third round is a praying round and the fourth round is a silent round. And, and then when it, when the door opens after the fourth one, then it's time to go gather your stuff and take off your wet clothes and, and, uh, and then go out, you know, so then they would canoe me across the lake and drop me off. Yeah. That sounds wonderful, actually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, there, the prep, the hardest part to me about uh, Vision Quest is going, uh, not going out. It's it's going through the process, making all the prayers, taking care of everything, because you got to you got to set up. You've got to do your, uh, you've got to have your sage and your sweet grass, and you've got to set up all the time. You know, it was pretty amazing. One thing I noticed. I had gotten my wolf, my pet wolf, and she was, she was a cub. I mean, so she was hyper. And uh, I mean, she ate all the blinds in the house. Oh, gosh. <laughs> she was awesome. And Let's yet see. when I prepared for uh, that second vision quest, every time I would go to pray, she would just sit in front of me, lay down and look at me. Wouldn't move. She just sit there and, and so, should have prayed a lot more because she was hyper, but yet uh, it was great. It was just the connection that that everything feels. You know, those the shifts I made for myself, everything felt that. My my pet wolf felt it. The birds would come and just sit on the porch. Like literally, just I'd open the door and there'd just be a dove, random dove sitting on the porch. Wouldn't even move. And they just sit there, you know, a hawk. Uh, that, I remember the hawk sitting in front, just sitting at the door, waiting for me to walk out. And a huge snake that used to come out. So these, th it's like everything knew that it was happening. It was pretty amazing. Uh, yeah, and that second vision quest was uh, just pretty epic. I mean, it really was to uh, be there with everything. So, okay, so, so what exactly, what are the things that you tie, at what, at, you know, at what point are you you're doing all these things, presumably are part of a, an ancient ritual? Is that calling people to you or spirits to you? Is, is it a purpose for each? intention, right? The prayer is... A prayer is calling out and meditation is listening. Cool, yeah. Yeah, cool. So, uh, so as you set up the prayer ties and you're doing your prayers, I'm setting the intention of what's, what's to come, you know? Uh, and the more I got clear on praying and knowing what it was creating, the more precise I got on my prayers. The more I began to see, okay, this is leading me in a direction. So I want to be more present. I want to realize what is the creator doing? How is the creator dancing through me? Mm -hmm. All those things coming. I mean, it was sitting out. Um, I became really aware of um, more than before, like, almost every animal came from my first vision quest. Like they were all there. The second one, they were still all there, but I more noticed the bigger ones. Uh, like the eagle that fished for, for a morning, caught, finally caught a bass, came and sat in the tree and ate it for like four or five hours in front of me. And I felt full, you know, I, I felt like it was eating for me and it just mm -hmm. sat there looking, looking at me, looking at me, looking at me and I was full and then it left. And all I, right. So it wasn't gloating then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was feeding. It knew, <laughs> it knew the connection and it, it, uh, yeah, it was just honoring that space, you know? And, and when I ask is, one thing you do when an animal comes or a spirit comes, you you take your prayer stick or your peace pipe if that's in in the 
space for someone and you present it and it's like hey i'm sid mcnary and i'm on vision quest do you have a message and listening in my heart versus thinking about it the same essence that comes to you is coming outside of you into your heart and through so if i go in my heart i hear the same thing that something else hears and it gets trans transcribed in a sense to me in my language we really don't have to talk about everything people know how you make them feel without even without even knowing what you're actually meaning people feel the feelings so we're actually communicating even when we keep our mouths closed and then when sun goes down when it gets dark and it's really interesting. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it can get really interesting, you know. Uh, the second vision quest, uh, I think it was like the second day, I heard footprints again. This was different. It wasn't a horse. It wasn't, I heard multiple footprints coming to walk up. And I heard a voice say, I see him, I see him, he's over here. And I was like, okay, and it was a woman's voice. It was a what? A woman's voice. Oh. Yeah, and then after I heard the woman, I heard this guy say, I'm, I'm coming. And I was like, okay. And, uh, and so another woman's voice said, I'll take his head. And, and and then the guy's voice said, I, I got his feet. And then, oh, God. and then the lady's voice said, I'm over here. And then the guy's voice said, I've got this son. So it was oh. like, all right, what's about to happen? What do they mean? They got my head, this, that, and the other. Uh, mm -hmm. Representing the four directions is how it was explained from my grandma to me when I got back in. And okay. that they were there to protect me and, and stand for me and and the voices said, hey, look, this we're here for you. We're here and we're going to walk with you from this day forward. We're always here. Wow. And yeah, and it was it was just an amazing time like to sit with that and be connected. And actually, before we went up, you know, I used to take people to my grandma's land and, and do retreats for them there. So before we went up, she had, at one point, she had me go and take people. She thought I worked people too hard. It was the football coaching. So she was right. like, you guys need a break from all this yoga. Like, go take them to a movie. So I, and she told me what movie to take them to. So I took them to see uh, Indiana Jones, The Crystal Skull. Mm -hmm. And I fell asleep. I mean, I would, it doesn't take much for me to fall asleep, especially if I'm tired. So I, I fell asleep. But I woke up for the end where all these crystal skulls are coming back together to make one. And so when I got home and the next day she asked, so did you see the movie? I was like, yeah, you know, it was all right. She's like, did you see the movie? I sent you for a reason. And I'm like, actually I fell asleep, but I woke up at the end and I, and I saw, I saw the crystal skull. She's like, oh, that's all I needed you to see. So I was like, okay, that seems strange. So, on uh, on the third day, I hear the voice. This is after the vo the uh, spirits came to see me. I hear a voice say, "Sit in the east." So I sit in the east. I look off to the west, and I see as the sun goes to set behind the mountain. I see a cave light up. And then the voice says to me, the skull is in the cage. Wow. So yeah. this cage just opened up. It, it, it's never actually, you can see, I could see it when the sun set, it's actually in the water. So not everyone sees it. So when I got back in after, you know, going through the whole quest, I got back in and I asked grandmother Morningstar, Hey, what's this? They explained to me that 
there's a cave and they show me she said i sent you to see the movie there's a crystal <laughs> skull in there and i was like really so i wanted to go see it of course we, we took uh the canoe across and there's like trees coming up through the water and her her legs pretty deep you're not gonna touch the bottom uh and they look like spears and so uh my partner at the time she started freaking out get us get us out of here like now we're going heading in point first and we're trying to turn next thing you know we're still moving but we're turned to the side and it's sucking us over like so fortunately eventually i got enough going to get us beyond the current that was sucking us into the cave and uh and then I went back to my grandma and said, hey, you know, I went over to check out the cave. And she said, oh, you shouldn't have done that. And I said, why? She said, because people have actually dove with, you know, snorkels and our scuba gear and haven't come back. Like that cave is not for you to play with. I just showed you because you needed to know and realize God. You were trying to realize God. So I'm showing you anything that's possible uh so yeah there's i think there is a palladian crystal skull in that lake in but the- it's not going to reveal itself to anyone it'll chew them up first swallow oh, them up. definitely you can't just go in wow yeah so but that was after you was that after your second quest that was during my second quest that was oh that was yeah, mm-hmm. that was during it. Uh, I took people up there before quest, just not on a vision quest, just on a retreat. And so they got to uh, just be around and do do all the things that we would do on the land. And and, uh, and whenever I when I was out, I spent one day. Uh, it was kind of jumped around a little bit, but the second day after the spirits had come. Right. Uh, I couldn't move. They they pinned me down. I kind of forgot about. Them. They pinned me down for a whole day. I could not get up. The only time I got up was I, I had to go to the bathroom. They let they released me. My body could move, and I stood up and I left and went to the bathroom. And then when I came back, I was instantly tired and, and passed out. And, and so I was I was out for twenty four hours. Like I did not move at all for 24 hours. And so it was, uh, there was stuff like that that was really pretty powerful to experience. Mike, that would have messed with your your whole thing about being in control of everything. I mean, did that, was that scary or was it freeing, liberating? I mean, I, I definitely felt like peace was being birthed. Um, right. And it didn't bother me. Not, I'm not a, I'm not really a control freak. I like to go get things done and and be disciplined and things like that. Yet, if someone else drives a car, I'm not going to freak out. So, uh, in that moment, I just knew I was tired. Like it was like, why am I so tired? Uh, and energetically, I was being worked on. Uh, and then. When I finally came through the next day, uh, I sat up and someone was like, grab a pen. So I grabbed my pen and journal and I just started writing. I wrote a book in like moments, but my hand was moving so fast and I couldn't stop it. And it was all, it was all uh, a channeling from the Palladian grandmothers to uh, how to be realize how to be at peace so that was really that was probably the birthing of all right i'm going to now i know how to be at peace this is what it looks like uh so then i started so then i had to live into that another thing that came was at one point i was i saw a peace pipe in my vision right like in my virtual space so I drew this peace pipe when they were across the lake. Shelly, one of the people there, she saw the pipe. 
which meant someone out was meant to carry a pipe, which was me because I drew it. So when I got back in, it was verified, you know, like this is a verif verification, like somebody saying they saw the piece of pipe, someone out draws the pipe and brings it back and says, this is what. And so then I had to go and, and have, figure out how to have that pipe constructed. So that pipe sits across the way in, in my house now. So you did? Yeah. Do you still? Yeah, I have it. It's uh, made of soapstone on, on one side, it's got seven generations or around the stem, it has seven generations of kids and one kid with the eagle head standing on the shoulders of seven generations, which is me. And, uh, and that holding the bowl, you know, so that's, that's my community pipe. And, and uh, yeah, that's what it's about, holding space for the community. That's wonderful. And do you still have the, the notebook that you wrote, the notes that you wrote? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, it's not going anywhere. That, I don't keep a lot, but I kept that. <laughs> So what was the, so, so that was that, that kind of over that night or was there another night of prayer still to come or did you go straight back? I was, I mean, I was out there three nights. So the, the first night uh, was fairly easy going. The second night when the spirits came, the third night seeing, uh, seeing the cave, and then the fourth day, they came to get me. I mean, those, you know, and the, the big thing, I think, for me, one of the bigger things happened after we were done. You know, I had seen all these things and, and started to really process and come into that unfoldment. And then when we got through, you know, you come back in and they do... Uh, you do the sweat lodge, meet with grandmom, and then we have a feast. You know, it's like, you haven't eaten for four days. It's like, all right, we're gonna feed you. So we <laughs> have the feast. And then, and then after the feast, we all, when the sun finally set, and I had gone across the lake and done all those things on the canoe. And when the sun set, we went and, uh, and laid up by the fire and we grandma was like all right grandson i need you to look up to the sky and pay attention and i need you to know that to realize god is to realize it's all god look out see what's there it's all god everything about this is god you mm -hmm. include and then people started talking. So I was like, Grandma, is it okay if I, if I go down to the lake and just be at the dock? Because I, I, I really, this is kind of noisy for me and I, I just want to be easy. So she was like, yeah, go on. So uh, my partner and I went down to the dock. And as we were sitting there and I'm just looking up in the sky and I saw something reached to me and I looked at it it was a it was a red ship flashed in front of me and a red it, ship yeah like a spaceship and then it oh. moved it moved and it flashed again and I looked and then there was a yellow one that did the same thing and they were contacting me like making me look and flashing lights so then I said to my partner I said hey look look at that I need you to check this out She's like, what is that? And I was like, they're calling me. Like, and I kept pointing and there were all these things. And she could see it too. Oh yeah. So, so then uh, we looked up and then the next thing you know, there's helicopters coming and army trucks. Like probably 20 something trucks and, and a helicopter, not, not exactly 20 of each, but uh, there were a bunch of each. And yeah. they came because there were 17 UFOs in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I mean, it was just another moment of, okay, this stuff is real. I, I don't need anybody to try to 
try to dispute or verify what I'm saying, I'm good. They won't even argue with it because it's not even worth arguing about. This is what happened. This is, I know at the, at the moment when it happened, you used to not be able to MapQuest because it's back when this thing called MapQuest was around. You couldn't MapQuest to get to my grandmom's house. As soon as that happened, they, they then called it turtle access and you could find her on anything later. Like it was like, we are going to mark this place because we know how to get back to it. Uh, so that part of it for me, that journey was truly realizing that there was God in everything. It was truly there for me. I, no, one, no one has to verify it. It just is what it is. That's part of my journey. And so I'm open to what some people say things are impossible. To me, that word is I am possible. Anything that I think is impossible, it just became possible because I thought it. And, uh, and so that, that was a part of becoming realized in that way was to really recognize that it was all there, you know? And, and that third vision quest for me helped me reflect on all the things that I thought were just coincidences. There are no coincidences. Everything's guiding the way it's guiding to where it needs to go. So I had all of the things that had come in my life up until then, I was able to look at them and see what were they trying to explain to me. That was really realizing that there it was all the time trying to seek me. Yeah. And so what was the message they, they wanted you to get? What were they telling you what road you should take next or? Well, at the end, I actually thought, all right, I'm done. I'm tired. I just saw things that I did had no possible, there's no possible explanation. I've got to accept it, right? So I was just like, I'm going to take a year off, Grandma. This seems like it was a lot. It's going to take a miracle for me to go back out. Yeah. And she's got a long driveway. So by the time I got to the end of the driveway, I got a phone call from my parents. Mm-hmm. And they were like, hey, are you okay? You made it out? I'm like, yeah, I'm great. I'm all the way back home. <laughs> awesome. They're like, good. We said that when you go back next year, we're going to come and support you. And I was oh. like, really? Really? You guys didn't want me to go, but now you, you're ready to support. So I called my grandma and I said, hey, look, I just got the miracle. I'm going back next year. And she was like, well, you can take some time. You don't have to I said, yeah, but my parents just called and said they would support. I'm going, even if I don't want to. She said, I knew. I knew that you were going to have a miracle. There it is. Have a good day. We'll talk about it next weekend when I come up to town. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fabulous, though, to have some kind of validation is the wrong word, but but for someone who's who's worried about all these things you're doing, to say, look, if this is where you're at, we're coming as well, we'll be part of it. Must have been a fabulous moment for you. Oh yeah, yeah, it felt like, all right, they see me doing what I need to do, and they're gonna support me. And I, I feel like they, my parents have been that way with everything. I, I knew, you know, I had a job to go and pursue with the Secret Service, and instead I coached football. They thought I was crazy, but they supported me. Then when I was in football and realized football was coming to an end and I said, I'm going to do yoga, that wasn't easy at first, but then they supported it. You know, so here I was on another journey of mine and they were ready to support. So yeah, definitely. It has always felt great. I know they'll, anything I choose to do in the future, when I say I'm going, they know I'm going to go. So they end up with support, for sure. That's fabulous. So when you were still with your, your girlfriend, whom you had kind of already been told wasn't your... your oh, no, your, this was different. Different person. 
Yeah, she was already gone. After the first vision quest, she was gone within uh, she was gone within a week. Not even a week, like the next day. It was the next day. Yeah, she was gone. There wasn't even wasn't uh, wasn't no hesitation. Uh, and then when Lindsay came into my life, she was the one to walk with me through the rest of my vision quest. Right. Oh, that's fabulous. Yeah, she was awesome. Awesome, and and uh, and she had her process. I mean, it, to hold that space and be connected like that it takes takes a lot of energy to be involved. So she she had her own journey, and that's what it was. It was our time to move move that space together, and then uh, walk away from each other when it was time to walk away. But then they do say, you know, people come into your life for as long as they need you or as long as you need them. Right. Yeah, a season or a reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. So, okay, so so when you left then, was there some new shift in your mindset? Did did you have a new direction that you, you were going? Were you any closer to understanding what you I was might call closer, it? And the understanding was, okay, I found peace. And then, you know, that was with me for a, a while. Like I knew I had peace until I realized, wait a minute, these people around me don't have peace. My peace gets challenged all the time. Uh, so there was that, you know, I, I then went from really those first two vision quests for really a deeper understanding of myself. And then when I first it was look at myself, learn about myself, live myself into it right and then and then the third vision quest my parents went it was already set that my third vision quest was going to be about uh holding space for others in my community you know my community and my family family first and then my community so it peace was in me and it was growing it was growing uh because then I was going to step into all the things that would come on the third vision quest. Yeah. So you hadn't at that point got your, 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 your understanding of your full purpose until your third vision. Right. Well, I can't wait to hear about that. I'm telling you. <laughs> this is a, an absolutely fascinating story. Um, I absolutely love it. And, and, and thank you for letting me take over your podcast again it's been fabulous is there anything else that, that you know that, that you want to round up with is there a message well i'd have to say you know when i when i think about the, the request of becoming god realized it's just turning the light up everybody's already enlightened or you wouldn't be alive you already have the light within and seek to turn it all the way up that's what this journey to me is really about it's turning the light up so big and so bright that we become the light for the path of another absolutely you have to find your own light and switch your own light on and get your own peace before you can go bothering other people with it <laughs> is that right <laughs> yeah for sure for sure i i uh I'm totally grateful uh, for everybody that ever participated and helped me evolve. You know, it wasn't always easy for other people to deal with me. And yes, they did. And uh, yeah, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for, in that instance, all the people that helped uh, Grandmother Morningstar put me out. I'm grateful for Grandmother Morningstar. I'm grateful for Lindsay because she helped me navigate my life at that time, you know. And um, yeah, will always be part of my heart. Well, Sid McNary, and with that bombshell, <laughs> thank you so much for letting me take over your podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, thank you once again. And, uh, you know, people can contact you where? Um. Yeah, my my uh, 
my podcast takeover.com you can email me there nuala at my and i'm on most of the socials i'm not hugely active but if you reach out to me i'll reach back thank you very much awesome well thank you everybody and i look forward to part three thank you peace Thanks for tuning in to Rise with Sid. We're excited to keep going with you. So when you're ready to make it for you, the commitment to yourself, come check us out at artofpeacefulliving.com. We are excited to continue to rise with you. We rise together. Real impact supports everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Rise with Sid. Peace.